All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Locksmith Podcast, hosted by John Bongiorno. Uh, make sure to follow me at Twitter at underscore or UFC underscore Locksmith. Um, so just to recap, I guess uh, UFC two seventy three for you guys. I thought we got robbed. Uh, I thought Peter Young won the first, fourth, and fifth round, as did a lot of people. You know, Dana White came out and said the same thing. John McCarthy, you know, one of the most respected referees in the game, came out and said the same thing. Uh, you know, I, I just don't think Aljo did enough in that first round to win. I thought Jan did more than enough uh, in terms of pressure, and that would have hit our best bet. Um, and then, if you know, I think Tisha Torres also won the first and third round. Maybe, you know, you can make an argument for Dern. Um, but, you know, it's it's crazy we lose split decisions that, you know, we would have been up 10 units last week if, if Torres and Jan got those decisions. And instead we're down three units, which, you know, it's not a terrible week. Don't get me wrong. You know, we're still at 45 all time. And I'm not stressing anything. You know, I'm not going to force things. Um, going to stay composed. Going to stay what got me up to 45 units. Um, but still, man, like losing two split decisions like that is so frustrating. Because you could think, you know, what would have been if Jan and Torres got those decisions? Because it started out super hot, and, you know, um, it sucked. It really did suck to, you know, lose two split decisions like that. You know, and then and that's two weeks in a row where, you know, with Kai Kara France, um, it's the same thing with Kai Kara France. You know, he loses a split decision, we lose our best bet. That's, you know, that's a five-unit difference. So... Does it suck? Yeah, it sucks. But end of the day, we move. Um, you know, losing two split decisions like that, like I said, not fun, but we just got to keep going. Um, you know, if you want to keep riding with me, you know, keep riding with me, trust in the process. I promise it's going to pay off. I do. Um, you know, I, I know what I'm doing and I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna make it worth it. Uh, you know, I, I got to have a bounce back week here. Problem is, is the card is not that great. Um, you look at this card up and down, there's really nothing that, you know, it offers. It's one of those fight nights that just sucks. Um, you know, even the main event has one of the most lackluster fighters in the UFC in Bala Mohamed. Um, <clears throat> granted, Vincente Luque is one of the most entertaining fighters in the UFC, but Bala Mohamed is just brutal. Um, I don't know if you could hear my dog in the back. We just went on like a 45 minute walk, so she's a little tired right now, but... Let's get to the fights. Let's get to predicting. And uh, yeah, let's go. So first fight of the night is uh, Alatang, Heli, and Kevin Kroom at bantamweight here. So this is Kevin Kroom. He's bouncing around weight classes here. Um, but I think if he ha- he wants to make a run, it's going to be at 135. Uh, he's going to have a huge height and reach advantage of about 6 inches and 7 inches respectively. Um, and I don't think, you know... Uh, Haley is very good. You know, he lost to Casey Kenny. Um, I'm sorry, if you can hear my dog panning in the back, I actually really do apologize. Um, Kevin Kroom, we faded him in his last fight um, against Brian Boom Kelleher, but Brian Kelleher is actually pretty good. And he fought Alex Caceres, who's another good fighter. Um, you know what? I think I actually do like Kevin Kroom here. You know, the guy was a lightweight, now, you know, went down to featherweight. Now he's down to bantamweight. So I think this is the last draw for him. You know, if he wants to win, this is going to be the one. He's a plus 155 underdog. And I kind of like him. Um, I think he's going to be able to keep the distance. 
Haley's going to shoot for takedowns. I don't think he's going to get them. You know, because of that range, you know, he's going to have to shoot from super far out here. Um, so I, I do like Kevin Kroom here. You know, he's a, he's a veteran fighter. Haley's a little bit, you know, not not new to the game, but not as experienced as Kroom is. Um, so I'm going to go Kevin Kroom here. I'm going to go by unanimous decision. Um, and yeah, that's the official play there is Kevin Kroom uh, at plus 155. I actually kind of like it. And uh, now we're going to move on to the next bout, which is, yeah, this one. Sam Hughes and uh, Estela Nunes. To me, minus 220 on Nunes is actually good value. Sam Hughes is a trash can. Um, she's actually terrible. She's one of the worst fighters I've watched. Like, actually, she's terrible. She's had three UFC fights. She's had three losses. Two by unanimous decision, one by TKO to Tisha Torres. Estella Nunes gets this one done. Sam Hughes, this is going to be her last fight in the UFC. She's actually awful. Uh, she's a walking fade. You know, when you look, I mean, obviously, Estella Nunes hasn't been the most active fighter. You know, she had a three-year layoff um, from 2018 to 2021, but she got back in there in October. Uh, lost by sub, but I still just, I, I, I you got to fade Sam Hughes when you get the chance. Um, I just think she's terrible. Like, she's actually awful. So that's why I'm going to go with the Stella Nunes here. Um, uh, I'm going to say by... I want to say... I'm going to say by decision. I think Sam Hughes is going to hang in there because she's tough. But, man, the skills just are not there. Um, if Nunes does win, it's probably going to be by KO. As you know, that's how she wins when she does finish. So... It's either Nunez by KO slash decision. That's going to be a play that, you know, I might use. Um, but, yeah, so I, I'm going to go Nunez Moneyline, and that's going to be my official prediction for this fight. Now we move up to a lightweight bout between, I believe his name is Trey Ogden. Yes, watched some of his regional fights versus Jordan Levitt. And I want to say this is Ogden's first UFC fight. Yeah, it is. Um, debuting against a tough Jordan Levitt, unorthodox Jordan Levitt. Um, Jordan Levitt's had two UFC fights thus far. Or has he? No, he said three, actually. That's right. Yeah, he had the KO of Matt Wyman when he slammed him to the floor. Um, then lost to Claudia Puelas. And then just sort of recently, I want to say it was in December. Yes, it was. Beat Matt Salas. Um, I like Jordan Levitt to get this one done by sub, and I'll tell you why. Trey Ogden has four losses on the record, right? Three of them are by first-round submission. Trey Ogden's going to shoot and try to get Jordan Levitt to the mat, and I think that plays right into Jordan Levitt's style. And Jordan Levitt at plus 115 against the UFC debutante, and Jordan Levitt's 9-1. He's no scrub. Why is he, you know, why is he a dog here? I don't know. I think the odds are flip-flopped. Um, I think Jordan Levitt's too unorthodox for Ogden to deal with on the feet. And then once this thing gets to the mat, Jordan Levitt's really good. You know, he, he constantly changed submissions. He's going to look for one, and I think he's going to get it um, against against Trey Ogden here. Now moving on, uh, Martin Bidet and Chris Barnett. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Martin Bidet at minus 230. And Chris Barnett's, you know, I feel like people are going to better on Chris Barnett just because of the spinning wheel kick knockout. Um, I think I think he's going to, you know, 
I don't think he's as good as Martin Boudet. Martin Boudet is actually really good. Um, he he knows how to clinch really well. Uh, that's something I've noticed in his fights. He can clinch. Uh, he's got you know Chris Barnett's so small for heavyweight. He's so small. He's five nine. Like guys, he beat John Vellante in his last fight. I actually really see value here on Boudet. I mean, Barnett's 5'9", his opponent's 6'4". He's going to look small in there, man. Like, against a guy who knows how to clinch and close that distance. And there's not distance to close with Barnett. Barnett's also got a 2-inch reach disadvantage. Um, yeah, I think I think Boudet's going to finish him. Sadly, I love Chris Barnett. I think he's funny, you know. He's got a good personality, but I don't think he stands a chance in this fight. I wish they gave him somebody a little bit easier, you know, because he could be, like, not a star for the UFC, but a guy who people tune in to watch. But with that being said, I will go Martin Boudet by finish. Next fight on the card, we have Rafa Garcia versus Jesse Ronson. Jesse Ronson at minus 120. Garcia plus 100 in a lightweight bout. Uh, Ronson's going to come in here with the 3-inch Height advantage, uh, no reach advantage for either fighter. They both have the same reach. Um, and yeah, this is Ronson's second fight in the UFC. Uh, he fought a long time ago, actually, July of 2020, uh, on the Whitaker and Till card, I believe. Oh, there goes Luna back upstairs. And he fought to a draw two years ago against Nicholas Dalby. Um, he's not, you know, the best. And then Hafa Garcia... Austin Nazrat. Um, this is his fourth fight in the UFC. He's one and two. So this is honestly kind of a brutal fight. Um, honestly, I don't even know where to go with this one, guys. Um, I didn't really do much tape study on this fight. The lines are close. I think Garcia is actually a little bit better. Um, but I don't. I I, I genuinely don't know. Like, this is one of those fights where I didn't look too much into it. I didn't have much interest in it. So if you, I'm not going to give you guys a play here. Um, I guess there is value on Garcia plus 100, but I wouldn't I wouldn't touch anything. You know, I kind of leave it. I'm not personally touching this fight. Um, it's an orthodox versus southpaw. Ugh. I don't know. I, I, I can't give you guys an educated guess here. I guess for the sake of, you know, predicting... I'll say Garcia by sub. Um, you know, I know he does have a good ground game. He's got seven submissions, wins, and no losses by sub. So I'll go hit him by sub. But once again, guys, not a confident pick. Um, not one of the fights I was looking forward to. Next, we got Jakar Close versus Brandon Jenkins. Jakar Close, um, he's actually fought some pretty good guys. I know he fought Benil Dariush. That was his last fight, actually. Uh, fought, you know, Bobby King Green, Lando Veneta. So he's fought some good fighters. Um, and Brandon Jenkins, trash can. We know this. He's awful. Um, the only problem is, is Jakar Close is going to 625. Uh, what I would take here is Jakar Close by knockout. I definitely would take that play, actually. I don't think Jenkins stands a chance. He's just not as good. And Jakar Close actually puts out you know a decent pace with a four significant strikes lane per minute with a 60% accuracy. I don't think he's going to need to shoot for takedowns in this fight. I think it's going to be a coast... For him. Um, so I'm going to go by Jakar Close first or second round knockout in this fight. I think this is going to be the last fight Brandon Jenkins has in the UFC. 
Uh, next up, we have an all-Swedish women's bantamweight fight. Uh, Lena Landsberg versus um, Panny Kianzad. Um, Kianzad coming in at minus 410. Once again, this is, you know, warranted. She's fought actually really good fighters. Jessica Rosecar, Sarah Eubanks, Alexis Davis, Raquel Pennington. She's definitely going to win this fight uh, over Landsberg. Landsberg, on the other hand, you know, she's fought Sarah McMahon, lost. Uh, Yannick Niskaya lost. Gina Mazzini lost. Or actually beat Gina Mazzini, but that was, what, f- yeah, four years ago now. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Penny Kianzad, either by KO or by decision. I think she gets this one done. Um, she puts out a really good pace, doubles the output um, of Landsberg. She's, you know, when you double the output, I think this fight's going to stay standing. Landsberg doesn't really shoot for takedowns, and when she does, she's only shooting and getting them 33% of the time. So I would go Kianzad by uh, knockout or decision, and then take her also by decision, uh, as I think that's the most likely outcome here. I think it's going to be a little bit of a dud. So yeah, that's going to be the play, is Kianzad by decision. You could also take her by knockout, you know, a little bit less of, you know, unit play, if you're going to touch this fight. But yeah, I think Kianzad gets this one done by decision. Next up, we have Devin Clark and William Knight at heavy. Yeah, this is a heavyweight fight. It says light heavyweight. Oh god, here she comes again. Um, so William Knight looks like the Terminator. He's about he missed weight in his fight against Max Grisham by like five pounds. Like no, like thirteen pounds. He goes to two seventy one. I was there. And he looked huge, but he couldn't get any offense going against Max Grisham. Um, you know, he's beaten Alonzo Menafield, beat Fabio Chiron, who's not very good. Lost to Don Jung, who's actually a pretty good fighter, and just got a fight announced against uh, what the fuck, Dustin Jacoby, which is a fight that I'm actually really looking forward to. Um, Devin Clark has fought good fighters though. He's fought Alonzo Menafield, fought Ryan Spann, fought Anthony Smith, fought Ian Kutalaba. Kutalaba beat the shit out of him. Anthony Smith subbed him in the first round. It wasn't even a, it, that was not a competitive fight. Uh, Ryan Spann subbed him in the second round. Beat Alonzo Menafield by unanimous decision. But. The thing that scares me is he does get hit. Uh, the way he fights, he gets hit, and William Knight has like actual cannons for hands. So I think he's gonna get this finish here. Um, also, that this fight being at heavyweight, it's gonna play into the hands of William Knight. And I know that Clark has decent wrestling, but and he he may sap him out. And you're getting minus one seventy here on Clark, and I don't love this night play, um, but I think there's value on him at plus one fifty because. Knight knows how to wrestle. Not quite as well as Clark, but William Knight knows how to wrestle, and he's just got crazy hands. We saw it in that Fabio Chiron fight. He, I mean, he knocked him out cold. Like, out cold. And I don't th- I don't know if he knocks out, you know, Clark cold, but I think he gets the job done. Uh, You know, he's beating Cody Brundage by knockout really bad on the Contender Series. Remember that fight, but... Yeah, I'm going to go William Knight by knockout here, but I don't love this play. I don't even really like the play. But, uh, you know, I, and I said I have some fights that I really look at targeting. This is not one of them. But I'm going to sprinkle something on William Knight. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be the official play there is, is William Knight by knockout. Um, I can see this one going the distance, too, and him getting a decision, or even Devin Clark getting a decision. I don't know, but I, I think Knight gets a knockout. Uh, next up, we got Munir Lazez and... Did this get changed? Yeah, Anjay Lusa. 
Muneer Lizaz coming in at minus 200. Lusa coming in at plus 170. And I want to say this is... Yes, I am correct. This is his first UFC fight. Mr. Lusa um, fights out of Air Fight MMA with me to record. I honestly don't know much about him. I know a lot about Munir Lizaz. Um, beat Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. But then just lost to Worley Alves. Um, which is not, you know, a loss that is great. Um, but he's a good fighter, Willie Alves. I mean, you know, not bad. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Laziz here. Um, I think he gets it done. I, th- I think he's, you know, he's the more rangy fighter, you know, kind of likes to stay at range. He's going to have the reach and height advantage, which plays into his style. Puts out a really good pace, actually, at uh, almost six strikes a later per minute. And he lands him at a 59% clip, whereas his opponent lands them at a 41% clip. He averages really, uh, you know, 3.5 takedowns per 15 minutes. I actually really like Lizez here to get the job done. Um, I'm going to go by ground and pound finish. Um, I just think this is going to be, you know, a fight that's plays into his hands oh, actually very well. Um, you know, he stays at range. I think he's going to stay on the outside and then shoot, um, you know, shoot, get a takedown, ground and pound finish. Uh, or, you know, he just stays on the feet and batters him. 15 minutes. I actually like Lizaz here. I see the value up minus 200. Uh, so I may play that. Um, but yeah, that's what gave me the official play is Lizaz. Uh, featherweight, Pat Sabatini, Philly boy versus TJ Laramie, Canadian boy. Uh, Pat Sabatini coming in at minus 470, rightfully so. Much better fighter here. Uh, and I can already tell you guys I'm going Sabatini by submission. Uh, he's got 10 submission wins, no losses. Um... And, you know, he's, he's won his last five fights. He's on a five-fight winning streak. Um, whereas Laramie lost his first UFC fight to, I want to say it was Derek Minner, but I'm not a 1,000% sure. But, and I know he did lose that fight by sub in the first minute. And I want to say it was Derek. Yeah, it was definitely Derek Minner. And I want to say it was in the first minute of the first round. Sabatini's going to finish this one in the first round as well. Sabatini's a beast on the ground. He's got extremely good jiu-jitsu. He averages, I think, probably some of the highest submission average attempts in the UFC at three per 15 minutes. He's going to get this one done. Um, he's going to shoot for a takedown. He's going to get it, and he's going to submit Laramie here, I think, in the first round. So that's a prop I could actually really see value in. Is Sabatini by first-round sub? The odds on that, probably at least plus 300, I'd imagine. Um, that's something I'd look to play. And I do think it's in, in the cards. So yeah, that's the play here. Pat Sabatini by first round submission. Next we have Myra Bueno Silva versus Wu Yanan. Uh, bueno Silva coming in at minus 450. Minus 350 of the way on Yanan. And I could see why once again. I just There's so many fights here with wide lines that I think are warranted. Um, some of these, like this fight night sucks. Like people are always saying, no, this is the best year for the UFC. Yeah, best year for the UFC pay-per-views. But the fight nights have been all, like a little lackluster. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, there really hasn't been too much talent on this card. Not a lot of talent on the card. Um, minus 450 on Bueno Silva, I see it. I think she gets it done by decision. Um, or sub. She can get the sub. She's a good shoot-the-box fighter. She just lost to Menon Ferro, who we saw is very good. Beat Jennifer Maya. Lost to uh, Maria Moroz, who's a good fighter. But she beat Jillian Robertson by sub. You know what? I'll say sub. I will say a sub because she does she does chain submissions really well. 
Yanan is more of a standout fighter, but she's two and three in her last five. Um, without fighting, you know, great fighters. She fought Gina Mazzani. That's a decent fighter, but other than that, she hasn't fought anybody really good. And I think Bueno Silva is actually quite decent. So I want to go Bueno Silva by decision or sub. If she does, I think she's going to get the sub actually here. Um, so I take back what I said earlier. I think she's going to shoot, get the takedown, sub her opponent. And, uh, you know, I think she's going to move on. I, I do. I think she's going to get the win here. She's been in the UFC for a while. Both of these fighters have, so I'm going to go Bueno Silva by submission. Next fight, Miguel Baeza versus Andre Filau. Baeza coming in at minus 190. Filau coming in at plus 160. So Filau gets hit, or Baeza gets hit a lot. And he's kind of been a little chinny. We saw it. He got knocked the fuck out by Chaos Williams in the third round. He was doing great. Winning the fight. And then Chaos Williams murdered him. Santiago Ponzinibbio had one of the fights of the year um, with him. Um, you know, but lost. Beat Takashi Sato by sub. Decent win. Um, I want to say he knocked out Matthew Mortal Brown. Yes, he did. That's a good win. But are they great wins? No. Um, Barbarina just beat Matt Brown. You know, kind of shows you. Whereas Andre Filo lost to Michelle Baeda at UFC 270 in his debut. And the dude got pop in the hands. We saw that in the Pajeda fight. He did rock Pajeda a couple times. Um, and funny enough, actually, he fought James Vick uh, about a year ago and knocked him out, which, you know, as we know, is not a not an impressive feat, but the guy gets first round finishes. And I think he's going to do the same here, actually. I'm on the underdog here. Filao plus 160, I like. I like Filao by knockout as well. So I think Baeza gets hit a little bit. He's a little chinny. And I think that Baeza, or Filao's gonna, Filao's gonna knock him out here. I, I think he's gonna finish him. Um, and it's just because of that fighting style of Baeza. He gets hit, and when he does, we see what happens. You know, we saw what happened when he fought Castlewings and got hit. When he got hit by Ponzinibbio. You know, Ponzinibbio doesn't have power, guys. And he, his face looked battered afterwards. Filau, here's the play in my eyes. I like the underdog here, plus 160. So that's going to be the official play is Andre Filau, plus 160. Um, give me the underdog. Next fight on the card. If you want me to be completely honest, I don't know how to say this guy's name, this last name. It's Godzi. And I, I don't know how to say I, I know I watched this fight in the contender series. He's 13-0. It's Omar Godziev uh, versus um, Kaya Borahalo. Once again, these fucking names, these Brazilians and Russians are like impossible to pronounce, but both of them UFC debuts. You're going to get minus 125 on the Russian. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say the name. I did watch some fights, though. Uh, I watched both of their Contender Series fights, and I will say that um, the Russian, uh, I'm just going to call him Godzi, that's his first name. Godzi impressed me a little bit more. Um, he got a submission win, he's got good grappling. He's got decent stand-up as well, was something I noticed. Um, and I do know, though, that Jesse Murray fought Bora Hollow and lost. And yes, it was by knockout in the first round. But I thought that fight was like a bit of a mismatch. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go... This fight, honestly, my prediction can change. I kind of like... 
I kind of like the under. What I don't know what the under one and a half rounds is, but I kind of like that play. Um, then this fight, I think it's gonna be a finish. You can take this fight to knock out the distance. That's a good play. Um, I'm not gonna take a side here. I kind of want to just sit back and watch this one. If I'm really honest, I don't know much about the fighters, and I said I'm not gonna force anything, and I'm sticking to that. So. I'm just going to watch this one. I may take the fight to knock out the distance. If you want to play here, um, as I don't know much about these two fighters, I, I know I watched the UFC Dana White Contender Series fights, but that really didn't tell me much. Um, I guess... You can go either... Listen, there's two props I take. I take Godzi by submission, or I would take Boralo by KO. If you want to be completely honest, I would take those two props... And just watch how it plays out. But I'm not going to give you guys an official play. I don't know too much. And I'm not going to push things. Next up we got main event time. Vincente Luque versus Bala Muhammad. They have fought before. But as we saw last week. You do not read into the fights that they have had before. As we saw with Aljo Nyan. Even though you don't want to fight. But whatever. Um, okay. So... Bala Muhammad. This is so Bala Muhammad is a fighter that I have a problem with, right? Beat Wonderboy in quite honestly the most boring fight of all time. I mean, brutally boring fight. Beat Damian Maya, about a fifty year old man. Um in a boring fight. Beat Diego Lima. Boring fight. Just wrestles. And it's not even like good wrestling where as a as somebody who Training jiu-jitsu, I can, I can tell you, you know, what's good grappling. Vincente Luque, you watch Vincente Luque grapple. That's good grappling. Bilal Muhammad just lays on top of his opponents, doesn't do anything. And it's kind of like, you know, pretty, pretty fucking boring. Um, and then when he did have to stand with somebody where he couldn't get him down, Leon Edwards, he got absolutely fucking obliterated on the feet. And he got lucky Leon poked him in the eye. Um, or else he would have been knocked out bad. I mean, Leon Edwards is also great. And then Vicente Luque, though, you want to talk good fighter, man. Like, he knocked out Nico Price, knocked out Randy Rubeway Brown, subbed T. Wood, subbed Chiesa in a great fight. He, T. Wood had him hurt. Um, but, like, I, if Bilal shoots, right, Bilal's jiu-jitsu is not that great. Vicente Luque's got s- sneaky good subs. Like, you, you watch, go watch the Chiesa fight. Actually, USC 265, um, go watch Luque versus Chiesa. Go watch that fight and watch how Luque was able to roll with Chiesa and stay composed. And then flip the script and sub him. Subbing Michael Chiesa, I think Michael Chiesa is a better wrestler than Bilal Muhammad is. I do. Um, I don't think Vicente Luque... I'm going to go Luque inside the distance here. I can tell you right now. I don't know if he's going to sub him or if he's going to knock him out. But I'm going to go to Luque inside the distance. Luque comes back at minus 170. Malala Hobbit comes about plus 160-ish. I think that line's going to close. Luque is one of my like favorite fighters to watch in the UFC. Um, you watch his fights. Never a boring fight. Ever. Ever. The guy is just awesome. And you look at some of the guys he's fought, right? Vicente Luque. He's fought the best of the best. I mean, Chiesa. T. Wood, Randy Brown, Nico Price, Stephen Thompson, Mike Perry, um, you know, beat Jalen Turner by knockout, lost to Leon Edwards. Like, you look hit, I, yeah, let's look. 
In his last, holy shit, how many fights is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, he's 15 and 2 in his last 17 fights. Yeah. Give me give me Vicente Luque, man. He's been he's been in this game forever. He's been in the UFC since 2015, man. Bilal Muhammad, don't get me wrong, he's also a vet. Bilal Muhammad's been in the UFC for a while, too. He's been in the UFC since 2016. but And he's been on a good run recently, and I think it's because he's on steroids. You know, if you look at the guy, he looks way different than he used to. But who's he beaten? Tim Means, Randy Brown. I mean, before Randy Brown was really Randy Brown. Takashi Sato, Diego Lima. Wonder Boy, 38 years old. Daniel Maya, like 40 years old. He's going up against a prime Vicente Luque. And Vicente Luque was able to sub somebody who I think is a better wrestler than Volan Muhammad is. So I'm going to go... I, I really hope Vicente wins this fight. And I think I'm going to ride with him. I think he's able to get this one done inside the distance. So that's going to be the official play here is Vicente Luque inside the distance. All right, guys. So that's going to conclude this week's episode. Um, like I said, not the best card, and it's going to be a thin card for me. Um, if you want the card, DM me at uh, UFC underscore locksmith. And like I said, past two weeks have not been kind to us. We're only down six units over the two weeks, but like I said, I have an expectation for myself that I set. And, you know, I, I wanted, you know, the UFC Columbus, I can put my hands up and say that was on me. You know, even though we lost a split decision, I don't think Askar Askarov didn't like I think Askar Askarov won but I don't think he it wasn't as much of a win as I think Peter Yan had like last week I genuinely think you know when you have Dana White coming out and saying that you know Peter Yan won John McCarthy coming out and saying Peter Yan won it's tough to you know look at that stuff and and know that you know that's what fucked you over so you know I want to apologize for last week but really I mean basing it off of how we lost you know it's not like they go out there and get knocked out you know the losses we have guys are split decisions you look at the last three cards or the last two cards all of our losses pretty much split decisions and it's just like the worst knowing that it's coming too um, you know watching Bruce Buffett read off the the, uh, the scorecards of the judges and then seeing that you lose you know it, it's unfortunate and it's, it hurts you know because I, I really do care about you guys you know and I want to help you guys I don't do it you know to promote myself or whatever I do it you know to try and help people because there are people out there like you know Nick's Picks who help me um, you know so I, I want to try and help others with the UFC you know and, and I've had a really good track record um, so, you know, I know the last two weeks haven't been, you know, the best. And if you've lost money, I, I apologize. You know, like I said, since I've posted the picks, my first week posting was UFC London. And since then, because I had a 16-unit up week, UFC London, and then down six. So that's going to be up 10 units overall since posting in three cards. And, you know, I know that's good, but I want better. Um, you know, especially a lot of people started coming on the last two weeks when they saw the UFC London results and they were like, oh shit, you know, this guy's really good. Let's ask him for his picks now. And then, you know, I give out two, you know, losing weeks, regardless of what you want to say, you know, even though you're down three units, you're still down. Um, but like I said, things are going to tick up. I, I promise you guys that things are going to tick up and cause I, you know, look at my history, you know, I'm not, I'm not staying down. Um, I'm going to bounce back and, you know, those of you who want to ride with me, you're going to ride with me. And those of you who don't, you know, that's okay. Um, but like I said, you know, we're going to, we're going to rebound strong. So 
Um, yeah, that's going to conclude the episode. I hope you guys all enjoyed. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy, hopefully, a good night of fight Saturday, although I'm not confident in it. I hope. So, yeah, that's going to conclude it. And thank you guys for listening.